You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to your final episode this week of the Locked On Rams podcast. It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendous. I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus. And of course, I am your host here at the Locked On Rams pod. I appreciate you guys for tuning back into this podcast. And I did mention a second ago that this is our last episode this week. And we are going to finish it off with another edition of the Fan Mail Friday mailbag. So I appreciate you guys for shooting over the questions for me on this episode we got some good ones. we got some fun ones. I feel like we got a few more miscellaneous and random ones, which I enjoy. But we are closing in on free agency here pretty much two weeks away at this point. I mean, I'm not really sure how they're going to do it with the legal negotiating period. Usually it starts three days prior to free agency. But, you know, this whole COVID year has kind of been weird. I'm not really sure what they plan on doing in that regard. But if that is the case, then, you know, free agency is going to start in less than two weeks. So, we got to gear up here. We're going to continue our coverage of the Los Angeles Rams all offseason long and make sure to keep checking back over the course of the next two weeks and even going further, obviously, because I'm sure the Rams are going to start cutting players, tendering players, releasing players, trading players, whatever the case may be, signing new guys from the free agent pool. It's about to gear up and get real fun. And I think the offseason is finally about to get started, but we are going to dive into these questions first. And there are some good ones, and a lot of these are obviously related to free agency, so it definitely ties in pretty well. The first question, and I want to begin with some of the more miscellaneous slash offensive questions, and then in the second segment, we're going to get into the defensive ones. And then at the end, once again, we're going to go back to some fun, uh, more miscellaneous, and end on a you know lighthearted note going into the weekend. So we are going to begin with these defensive ones, and the first one is from my guy Jason He said, if the Rams had dream choices fall to them at the edge spot, the center spot, and the inside linebacker position, which way do you see them going? And the second part of this question is, where are you taking Darius Williams on his bachelor party as his best man? And uh, I'll begin with the second part first. You know, it's up to D-Will, man. It's up to D-Will. We might be going to Cabo, but uh, no, it's a running joke on Twitter for those that don't know. I've just kind of been standing for D-Will on Twitter. That's my guy. I love his story. I love his game. Obviously, great player, great dude. And uh, so we kind of have this joking back and forth about, um, you know, we're best friends, which is obviously not the case. But uh, shout out to D-Will, man, if you're listening. Keep balling, brother, and, uh, you know, be well. So going to the actual part of this question, if the Rams had choices at all those positions, you know, I think you got to go with the most valuable position, which is just the edge rusher spot, ironically enough. When you look at how the NFL pays these positions, the edge spot, the center spot, the inside linebacker spot, it tells a story, right? And they value edge rushers more than anything else, at least in comparison to those positions. So if everything is equal in terms of talent and they actually have the guys that they really enjoy and like and you know believe that they can craft into really good players at that spot at pick number 57, I believe it is, you got to go with the most valuable one. And that's the edge spot. Now, maybe for me, uh, things are a little bit different because I value players differently in terms of the prospects. You know, I think the edge class is probably not going to be that good where the Rams are picking from the guys that I've seen so far. I haven't been all that intrigued. So I might tend to, you know, lean somewhere else, maybe the offensive line or, you know, maybe even an inside linebacker or a wide receiver, something low key like that. Um, But again, if we're talking about those three spots and the Rams have three guys that they value pretty much equally, aka their dream choices, they have to go with the most valuable one. And in my opinion, that is the edge rusher spot. So I'm going to go with edge rusher. 
The next question is from my guy, Tyler Fulgham at Tyler underscore Fulgham. And this is probably my favorite question from this batch here. He said, based on the potential resources available and free agents likely to be available in the market, would you rather draft a wide receiver and sign edge help or draft an edge and sign wide receiver help? He said, I'd personally prefer to draft a wide receiver like Dwayne Eskridge and sign some FA help on the edge like Jadavian Clowney, Vaughn Miller, Justin Houston, whoever might be there. And I tend to agree. You know, I think you are probably better off in terms of drafting a wide receiver, letting someone grow and develop with Matthew Stafford, with the guys that they have in the receiver room right now. When you look back, you know, over the last three, four, five drafts, even there have been so many good receivers drafted, not in the first round, not in the second round. We're talking like, you know, rounds three, four, five, whatever it may be, undrafted guys. You can find these guys everywhere. And when it comes to edge rusher, you pretty much can't get like a stud edge rusher outside of the first round and probably outside of like the top 20. Now, you know, there is going to be the occasional player that's found here or there, but edge rushers are drafted early. We know that that's just been the way it's been, you know, over the last decade at least. And so I look at the edge market. I think it's a very deep class. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of guys that fit the bill for what the Rams want in terms of, you know, maybe someone's going to be ring chasing. Someone's going to be trying to rehab their value on a one-year short-term deal. You mentioned someone like Clowney. Melvin Ingram is a guy I've mentioned many times. Guys like that, Ryan Kerrigan. I think all those guys fit what the Rams have and what the Rams offer. And I think they'd be much better served to sign one of those guys to a one-year or two-year short-term deal and just continue to do what they've done with the edge spot, like they did with Leonard Floyd, uh, Dante Fowler, Clay Matthews. Just find someone, plug them in, let them do the best they can next to number 99. And ultimately, I think that would probably yield the best results. The next question is from at Ramaniac G. He said, the Tuesday episode with Brad Spielberger was awesome. He detailed the restructures that could take place and said there wasn't much downside to doing so. What keeps the Rams from getting all of those done? And yeah, that episode was amazing. If you guys have not listened to it, I promise you, you should go back and listen to it. Brad broke down where the Rams are with the salary cap as best as pretty much anyone in the draft game possibly can. The dude is so bright and so good at his job and one of my colleagues at PFF. So shout out Brad for uh, coming on and breaking it down for us. But when you look at the restructures and you know, Brad did mention that there isn't much of a difference when it comes to the Robert Wood and Cooper Cup contracts. He said they're both guaranteed to get that money anyways. So they may as well restructure those. I think the biggest downside is the Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey contracts, because when you take their money and move it forward by way of a restructure, you're essentially just taking some of the money now and turning it into a signing bonus, aka more guaranteed money throughout the remainder of the life of the contract. And so I guess the downside to doing this, and maybe not in the case of an Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey, is that you're just moving more guaranteed money into the latter years of the contract. So essentially, you're just giving yourself less cap space if you ever decide to cut that player or trade that player in a future season. So that is where the issue comes now. You know, the Rams probably don't have that issue when it comes to Donald or Ramsey. I think you're probably going to assume that both of those guys are going to be on the team for a long time, at least hopefully. So maybe it is not a big deal when it comes to Ramsey or a guy like Donald. But in the case of, you know, the Rams did it with Jared Goff a season or two ago, and now we're seeing, you know, what the downside is. You're essentially just paying more dead money when you eventually do decide to get rid of those players. The last question from this segment is from at Gabriel GTZ. He said, so the Giants have released Golden Tate. If a former Lions wide receiver were to follow Stafford to LA, would you rather have him or Marvin Jones? I don't think Tate and Ramsey would get along. And I agree. I don't think there's any chance Golden Tate comes to LA. I don't think the Rams should be interested. At this point, he's just a yak guy, a slot receiver, uh, a pretty good punt returner. You know, he could do that for the Rams. But 
When it comes to Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate, they are not friends. There is a long backstory that we're not going to get into on here between the two. And uh, ultimately, I think the Rams are not going to try to bring Golden Tate into the building. So I guess that would leave me with Marvin Jones, though I do think he might be priced out of the Rams range as well. And talking about being priced out of the Rams range, we're going to continue our free agent discussions and our question answering in the next segment. We've got some good ones about the defense as well as some free agent options. So please stick with me for that second segment because we're going to dive into them in just a moment. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at Locked on Rams. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Just go ahead to their website right now, or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, James Harden heads back to Houston with his new team. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Fan Mail Friday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast, your favorite Los Angeles Rams pod. I appreciate you guys for sticking around. This is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenges, and we are going to dive into the second segment here. A lot of these questions are related to either the defensive side of the ball for the Rams or free agency, and I guess also related to defensive free agents. So we're looking at this side of the ball now, and the first question is from Paul Cat at PaulCat1969, and he asked a good question, and ironically enough, this is right on cue with what happened yesterday, but the question is, with all the talk of our inside linebacker spot, people seem to have forgotten about Traven Howard. What are your thoughts on his return, and how do the Rams address it? Coming off a season-ending injury, he can't be relied upon, but he was penciled in as the starter at that spot. And that is a great question. And ironically enough, the Rams did just tender him yesterday. He was slated to be an exclusive rights-free agent, an ERFA, in this free agent period. But now, he's going to revert back to the Rams roster in addition to Coleman Shelton, a backup offensive lineman. Both guys were tendered. Both guys are back on the roster now. And if the Rams ultimately do go into next season with Traven Howard on the roster, he could ultimately be a starter, right? You said that he was penciled in as a starter going into this season, and I do agree. He should have been a starter, and he probably would have been, you know, if he doesn't get injured and gets knocked off for the whole season, which was super unfortunate because it seemed by all accounts that he was slated to be a starter in this one. And that's ironic and unfortunate for him, but at the same time, you know, I think he's probably the best coverage player from that linebacker spot He's played a little bit of football in the past for the Rams. He is a converted safety as well, I believe from TCU. That might be incorrect, but that's off the top of my head. Moves very well. He's got pretty good speed. Uh, he's not going to be a guy that's going to eat blocks and you know be very physical against the run, but he's a guy who can move. He can play in space. I think he can drop in zone coverage. Um, you know, I trust him in the flat to go cover running backs. And ultimately, I think he is better than you know Troy Reader maybe Micah Kaiser, maybe Kenny Young. So ultimately, if the Rams don't draft anyone at that spot or sign anyone, you know, I would not be the least bit surprised if they do ultimately start Traven Howard going into next season. And this continues the talk of the linebackers here. This question is from at Rams 9920. He said, are there any off-ball linebackers that intrigue you, whether it's from the draft or realistic free agents that the Rams could land? And I feel like I've said this about like four different positions now 
in the free agent market, but the off-ball linebacker position is one that I think has a lot of good players. I really do, man. I think this free agent class has some very good low-key names that you know teams like the Rams, and I guess a lot of teams are in this position now that don't have a lot of cap space, could very well maximize their returns you know you look for a guy that's a little bit cheaper whether that be due to injury or you know bad fit or whatever the case may be I think a lot of guys are going to be signed for mid-market prices or you know lower tier prices even and are going to go to their new teams and perform well and so I think the linebacker spot is one of those positions and when I look at the list of free agent names here I'm highly intrigued and I'm not even talking about the guys like Levante David and KJ Wright those guys are going to get a bag deservedly so amazing players I don't think the Rams are going to pony up that kind of cash but when you look at some of the smaller names I mean a guy that very much intrigues me ironically enough also plays in Los Angeles Denzel Perryman I loved him coming out of Miami now the issue with him is he's only a two down kind of linebacker he's not going to be great in coverage but man if you want a guy to get north and south put his head down and play the run and just blast people my god Denzel Perryman might be the best linebacker in football in that role right now and ultimately I think he could be had for cheap with his extensive injury history so that's one name I would very much like to see Avery Williamson from the Pittsburgh Steelers he did not play this past season or he at least tore his ACL so he missed the majority of the season he was also traded I believe by the New York Jets I want to say midseason ish so he hasn't played in a little bit he has some very productive years formerly in the NFL, I believe with the Tennessee Titans and his first season with the Jets, I think was okay as well. Now he's 29 years old and hitting the market after a torn ACL. So he might have to settle for a bit of a cheaper contract. And then some other smaller, cheaper names, I guess you could say two names that I very much am intrigued by. Number one, Patrick Owasso. I've mentioned him multiple times of the New York Jets. Also did not play a single snap this past season. 29 years old, played on a one-year, $2 million deal for the New York Jets. I shouldn't even say played because he didn't play. And he was formerly with the Baltimore Ravens, a true veteran, a guy I think could walk into the Rams building and immediately start from day one. Very smart veteran player. He's not going to be on any highlight tapes or anything like that. But if you want solid, cheap production, someone who's going to barely cost you anything and is going to be able to play well, Owasso is a name to look out for. And Reuben Foster of the Washington football team, a huge question mark, many off the field concerns, but his rookie season with the San Francisco 49ers was one of the best linebacker seasons I've ever seen in my entire life. And not only that, but this is a guy that just oozes so much talent. I think he could be a huge steal for somebody, but again, huge question mark, did not play this past season and ultimately continues that trend with the linebackers that just haven't played due to injury and all these other concerns. Some of the draft names that I like, Jabril Cox out of LSU, one of the best pass coverage defenders. I think Dylan Moses in round three or later would be fine as a flat coverage defender and a guy who you know has some sparks but needs a lot more consistency to his play. And then there are also some other names, guys like Chaz Surratt, and many others that I have yet to dive into because I'm not knee deep into my linebacker studying tape just yet. Though I do think this class will present some intriguing options for the Rams, whether that be in round two or three at that off-ball linebacker spot. The next question, is Sebastian Joseph Day good enough to replace Michael Brockers? And I'm going to get quickly to this one. I do think he is. Sebastian Joseph Day took a major step in his development this season. One of the best run-stopping defensive linemen in the NFL. I believe he ranked top three according to Pro Football Focus in run stops. I think he had 31. Dude was absolutely amazing as a run stuffer this year. And 
Ironically enough, Michael Brockers doesn't really offer much as a pass rusher anymore. And, you know, I think Joseph Day could fill that role and fill that void. And so ultimately, if the Rams do want to save a lot of cap, they could choose to either trade or cut Brockers. And I think Sebastian Joseph Day has to start for the Rams next season, regardless of what happens with Brockers or Ashawn Robinson. The last question from this segment is from at Bruce Hartman 23 said, if both were available, who would you rather have Von Miller or Jadavian Clowney? And to me, that one is easy. Von Miller, every single time, the dude is going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the best and most feared pass rushers in the league for a reason. I think if he's healthy, playing next to Aaron Donald, that is a guaranteed clear-cut 12-plus sack season. Hell, one of those guys might break 20 sacks if they play together. So for me, easily Von Miller. But again, I would be thrilled with either of those guys. I think the Rams are going to have a boatload of options when it comes to that edge spot. And that was one of the things that we discussed in the first segment of this episode. In the next segment, we're going to dive into some fun questions, some of the more miscellaneous ones, including something about a starting five. Who would I choose from the Rams to form my starting five on a basketball court? So make sure not to miss that and make sure to keep checking back in with us at the Locked on Rams podcast every day throughout the next week and moving forward because we are getting closer to free agency and things are starting to gear up real quickly here for the Los Angeles Rams and for every other team in the NFL. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't even start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. They're a family-owned business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. We know right now with this strange COVID-related stuff that we're going through, there is no better time to support a family-owned business than right now. And if you are a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and you are looking for reliably low prices, you guys just need to go check out Rock Auto. Just go to their website, check out all of their available parts. It's a never-ending list. And if your car needs it, they probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this Fan Mill Friday edition of your Locked On Rams pod. This is going to be our final episode for this week, but we're not slowing down one bit. We're going to continue our schedule going into next week, five episodes per week. So make sure to keep coming back to us. But we are going to dive into these fun miscellaneous style questions here. And my guy Isaiah kind of stumped me with this one. I have some trouble, you know, thinking through this one. But he said at Big Blackenstein, here is a fun one, homie. Who is your starting five of current Rams NFL players you'd want in an NBA game. We know D-Will is your sixth man. You know D-Will's got to be in the starting five. You see those hands? Oh my God, he might have the best hands on the team, to be quite honest with you. So, man, if we're running a five-on-five game out on the streets, man, we got a court. D-Will's going to be my point, man. Dude's got the best hands maybe on the team. I mean, I think he could probably dribble a ball pretty easily. I'm going to trust him to um, you know hold that ball and throw some assists around. We're going to need some big men, of course. So I'm going to pick, I feel like Tyler Higby might be a good stretch for, he's got that size, you know, tight ends are kind of boxing people out when they're going up for the ball anyways. I don't know if, you know, Gerald Everett counts because I would definitely want Gerald Everett in there potentially, but I guess we'll leave Gerald Everett out for now. I do have D. Will at point, you know, we got Tyler Higby at stretch four. 
I feel like Robert Woods might be a good shooting guard. The dude is athletic. He's willing to block, so I'm sure he's going to be setting picks all day for D-Will. We'll go with Rob Woods at uh, number two. I guess that leaves the three and the five spots. And so number five has probably got to be someone who can post up in the paint, someone that can go get rebounds, a big dude, someone who's strong. And, um, you know, I want to go with an offensive lineman, but I feel like they might be a little bit too slow. So I might go with a defensive lineman. I might go with Michael Brockers here. I feel like he could get nasty in the paint. Uh, you know, he's going to be physical. He's got to get double or triple team, something like Shaq Diesel or something, man. Just throw him the ball. Let him back down on a fool. We're going to go old school with it. We're not going to have him standing at the three-point line. We need someone who can go down there and just play bully ball. So Mike Brockers, big Mike Brockers at number five. And I just feel wrong leaving Aaron Donald off this list. I mean, the guy's a freak. I'm sure he could probably play basketball as well as he wants. And uh, so I guess that puts him at number three. And I got to have AD out there. So that puts you know AD at number three, which kind of leaves me on the sidelines, which is all right. I got to start at five. I'll be on the sidelines as a sixth man if they want to someone to come in and jack up a couple of threes. That can be my role there. So I don't know if anyone actually has a basketball background on the Rams roster. I'm sure somebody does. Somebody had to have played basketball either, you know, in high school as a multi-sport athlete or maybe even in college. So I just can't think of anyone off the top of my head or that I know of that's played basketball, at least on the Rams roster. So I probably missed someone and that's going to be shameful, but that is my current starting five in a pickup game of hoops. The next question is from Agrisanti915. said, let's switch gears and get your take on the new Rams jerseys that are going to be unveiled later this year. How do you want them to look or what do you want to see them incorporate? And I think we talked about this in the last Friday segment of the Fan Mail Friday. So I'm not too particular when it comes to the jerseys. You know, I'm more of a just do whatever you got to do and either I like them or I don't. You know, I'm not very creative when it comes to all that kind of stuff. So if I had to choose, you know, I would love to see something close to an ode of, you know, those old 1990 jerseys that they played in, in the Super Bowl with, you know, the white tops with the yellow pants, the old classic throwback, and kind of an updated version similar to what they have now with the blue tops and the yellow pants. I would love to see something similar to that. Maybe not, you know, as similar, but more updated, something like that along those lines. Or, you know, I think something more yellow incorporated, maybe all yellow or something similar to that would be pretty cool. Also, you know, if they want to completely go right or left, you know, just kind of veer off track, a white and blue uniform, I feel like would be pretty fire and um, obviously would be sort of an ode to those 70s rosters with, you know, Deacon Jones and the fearsome foursome and that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty much open to whatever, whatever the Rams think is best, uh, whatever Rams fans are kind of begging for at the end of the day, you know, I'm just a sit back and and let me watch this football kind of guy. But, you know, I, I get to enjoy the jerseys as well. So It's going to be fun to see what they unveil. I wouldn't be shocked if they just do something completely out of left field, you know, like something black and red or, you know, neon green and whatever the case may be. So I'm ready for, uh, you know, something random. But at the same time, you know, I think the Rams would be wise to try and kind of pay an ode to their older history, which just was an updated sort of look. And the last question I got here is from Arambula LD. He said, do you think you could hit a game winning PAT in an NFL game? And I answered this one on Twitter jokingly, and I said, you know what? I think I could. And uh, the reason I think that I could is because I used to play football, and uh, you know, I played a variety of positions, actually. I played center one game, which was, ironically enough, one of the hardest things I think I've ever done. So shout out to all centers in the league, because snapping the ball and then getting your head up and needing to go 
locate your guy and block them is hard as hell. So center, I lasted all of one game, no go. I played some left tackle. I played, I think, a game or two at guard. I played a couple of games at fullback, which low-key was maybe the funnest position I think I've ever played. I played a few games at tight end as well. And I did play kicker. I did also kick off for the team. So, you know, I've got that leg and I've played soccer pretty much my whole life as well. So kicking for me is kind of natural. You know, I'm not one of those guys that just can't kick a ball to save their life and needs a toe bash or something. No, I got a leg on me. I think I could hit a 35, 37, 38 yarder with ease. No questions asked. Um, I got to get a little bit more air maybe under it. I can't be that uh, Samuel Sloman trajectory that might get blocked. So, you know, that might be the missing part of the NFL game winning pat attempt. But uh, I do think that I could hit a game winner. And, um, you know, I have kicked in the past. So I do have that experience under my belt. That is all we got for you guys on this episode of the Fan Mail Friday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast. It is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenges. I appreciate you guys, as always, for sending in these great questions and just tuning back into the podcast, man. We're going to gear up real soon here with free agency getting close. It's about to be a whole lot of roster transactions. I'm expecting them to come down in the next week or two. So make sure to keep checking back in with us to hear our thoughts on whatever the Rams may do moving forward throughout the next two weeks and just a reminder come connect with us on twitter you can find me at qb's mep and you can find the page at locked on rams please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes content breaking news and a whole lot more